Let's go. We're on. It's letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. You know, the fan and things. <laughs> oh, I'm listening to some 90s in the background, and I've got the daddy of love, Cisco, from the 90s playing in the background, breaking us in to the podcast today. How the devil are you? How have you been? Let me get it set up quicker than usual. Bosh, standard. Um, how? Yeah, how the devil are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? I was I just literally, the other day I was sat there and I was like, I really, uh, I want to listen to some good music. And I was just like, 90s. Um, in fact, this is the playlist and it's just called Upbeat 90s. Uh, and I love it. I absolutely, it's just, it just throws, actually, I've just noticed it's not just the 90s, it's the early noughties. Noughties. So, um, yeah, I just, um, I, I was just listening to it and I was like, Cisco's the daddy, I'm going to break into the thong song. As we know, I don't really get on with music. Um, I've, I've said this before, you know, and I'll say it again. I don't get on with today's music. And then I was actually reflecting on that and listening to today's music because obviously I've got three daughters. So they play this. I don't really know what it is. It's like crazy batshit music. Uh, and I get it. It's, it's and, and I was trying to reflect. On, we were listening to it in the car the other day. Uh, it, was, it was Sunday. And I was like... This is fucking shit. And then I was listening to the lyrics. And then I came back and I was like, oh, I want to listen to some uh, some noughties or, or some 90s, upbeat 90s. And I was like, there's not really much difference. It's just um, I don't think we were as explicit in them days as what we are now. I mean, literally now, fucking everything is out. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a batshit crazy world. There is no secrecy anymore. There's, it's literally just all hanging out. So, uh Yes, it's, it's fun times, isn't it? It's fun times to be a, a around nowadays. But yeah, I was reflecting and, um, you know, I broke into the podcast and I was like, here we are, Madness Monday, let's go. And I wanted to just sort of talk, you know, it's been a... I was trying to think earlier on when I was thinking about the podcast today, you know, how, is there a different way I can describe this? Because, you know, I keep saying it's a roller coaster and I'm like, is there a different way I can explain this without sounding the same? Uh, unfortunately, there isn't. There is no other way to to, to say it. Uh, it is a fucking roller coaster, uh, and I think that if anyone's been on a roller coaster, you'll know what I mean. It's ups and downs. It's lefts and rights. It's you know, there's 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 the highs. You know, there's the lows. So we say ups and downs. There's also highs and lows. And when you get to low, they go whoa. When you get to the high, you're like wee. You know, you're sort of gravitational, and you feel a little bit lighter, and it's fun, and you get that little funny you know moment in your stomach where you're sort of chatting away and oh, oh fucking hell. Or whatever, you know, it's good, it's good, it's good. Um, and I think life is like that. And I think that if you, it's a very easy, I like to compare things to things that are relatable for people to try and understand. It's how my mental fucking, phase, you know, my sort of mental brain works in this, in the basis of if I can make it relatable, it's a lot easier to learn, isn't it? And um, I think that for me, life is like that. It's, it's very much a roller coaster. And there is times where we'll be sat there, you know, thinking the world's on top of us. You sat there contemplating everything, and 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 the reality is, just around the corner can be success, can be whatever you want it to be, providing you put the things in place. I actually had a a, um, a text message from a friend of mine, um, and we were just chatting away. And and do you know what? I've said this a couple of times actually, and I, and I think it's more of a reinforcement thing. And I'm not using that one text message as just the the only example. There's a couple of examples where I've said this, and it's what I start saying now to people so to try and sort of nurture that positivity uh, and it's I got a text message you know feeling a bit low you know and all this sort of stuff and I was like look man you know I'm sorry you feel low uh, and I say that because it, you can never help it but I was like have you done x y and z and the, and the things that we talk about I spoke about it in a podcast have you done have you been outside have you done some exercise have you you know have you drank 
uh, loads of water or plenty of water shall we say have you been eating healthy have you getting plenty of sleep etc etc have you been doing the good you know have you got a hobby are you keeping yourself focused or are you just bumbling your way through the weekends not really doing things and then life becomes mundane are you are you doing those are you looking at things that you can do to advance your skills and knowledge experience maybe look for another network because we all get rigid we all get stuck in the comfort zone and it's very easy to get stuck in that comfort zone. I've been in it for years. And do you know what? I actually, the other day, I was, I was thinking about myself because like, I've moved jobs again and I'm in that, uh, you know, something I'll talk about today. Not in a negative way. Um, just reflecting on myself, actually, and, and, and the processes I'm learning. But I was thinking today that, you know, I've moved in quite a few jobs um, recently. So not recently, but like every sort of two to three years I've sort of moved on. And um, I, only recently. So it's only been like the last three jobs. It makes it sound like it's fucking madness. But... We were often given the um, assumption that if you stayed with a company for a long period of time, you offered loyal to them, loyalty to them. And, and yeah, we used to in the early days, and it was very much shrouded like that. And if you were a loyal, you got something in return. So you either got an annual bonus, um, you got extra holidays, uh, extra days leave or whatever. You know, there was something tied to make it short. Sh- if you're going to give your loyalty to someone which is a big ask, and stay there and churn in the same thing every single day, in, day out. If you're going to do that, you need to be rewarded for something because that's quite a mundane. We're not robots. We're human beings. We need to be inspired in our brains. Um, if you, if, and if you're that person, you don't get rewarded. So what's happened is over time is the rewards were taken away and then, but and now it was seen as a negative if you left your thing. What do you mean you're not loyal? Well, what do you mean I'm not loyal? Well, they're paying me more money. Yeah, no, but you know, we've done this, we've done training, we've done, we've invested in you. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that, and I'm not talking about my own life here, I'm just saying in general. Um, and, we, and we often get shrouded by that, but I think that the new generation, and I say this is where generations learn from each other, you know, what we did wasn't always right, you know, we, we fucking, like, who decided? And I get this from my daughters now a lot, and this is where I look at a generational thing. I know you shouldn't look at it as a generational thing, but I look at it as a positive. I've got a, you know, almost 18-year-old daughter, an almost 17-year-old daughter and an almost 13-year-old daughter. So I've got quite a big, you know, comparison of children in terms of generations. So I've got two generations, really, depending on the generational gap. But I've got one going into adulthood and one sort of breaking into the teenage years. And I see a complete difference in them, right down to the fact that my youngest daughter is absolutely, like, you know besotted with vr world it's like an it's almost like her mind is like i'm in vr and she's exploiting the fun just having absolutely fucking barrels of laughs and fun she's not interested in massive amounts of friends she was chatting to people like their fucking best friends she plays on this this game gorilla tag and she's literally investing it she's making friends in it and like and i know that some people go well you know that's a bit sad you're not making physical friends yeah well you do you do miss a physical part of it but in actual fact watching her grow she gets you know she doesn't get bullied because if you're bullied you just fucking remove that person and it's not yeah okay there could be an argument for every single point i'm actually arguing in my head as i say that well actually you need to do that to make yourself robust and all this there's fucking arguments everywhere i can argue myself i do often pretty much daily um so it's it's we get shrouded in on all that don't we we get shrouded in we should be loyal. And now what I've discovered is, in actual fact, no, two to three years should be maximum. I think maximum. Because in those two to three years, you start to be, you, you, you've made, you've got in, you've made your changes, 
and you've done what you need to do and you need to move on and the thing that the, the reason i say that that comes with a lot of positivity is you're gaining knowledge faster you're moving faster you're go, you're getting experience faster you're moving through the channels of uh, promotion faster you're getting your knowledge quicker so you're going to get to the top quicker we often see a lot of people now actually a lot of people younger than us getting promoted and the reason being is because they bounced around like job to job to job you know they'll go and work in retail for six months how many of our generation from the 80s have sat in retail for most of their life well retail realistically was a bit of a stopping gap it was something to you know sort of kind of do build up your social skills you know um, perks and stuff like that and then obviously you, you can move into the managerial everyone needs that structure anyway I get that but what I'm saying is, if you bounce around from different... I've, in fact, actually, my other daughter, she's moving on to her second job in, in a year. She's like, no, I've done six months. Uh, it's pretty much... I understand their systems. I understand how they work. I understand their stock structure. You know, and now it's just become mundane. I want to move to somewhere else and learn and see if they do something else a different way. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's brilliant. She's literally 17 and she's thinking, like, I've done... I've, I've, I've learned this job. I'm not going to stay here now just because that... Well, that's when the job becomes easy, doesn't it? Because you've learned it. Well, it depends. When you get to a certain age in life, I think that that becomes relevant. You know, possibly, you know, you're in a stage where you've got all this knowledge and experience. You're in your 50s, perhaps. Uh, and you, you need to pass that now down. And, and, and OK, I'm probably speaking a lot from my own experience here and how I see the structure of life. But what I say is I, I always look at the positives of, of nurturing those things because we can. And, and, and I think it's also important to look at the other sides and, and the toxicity of having somebody in a role that is not good at the role and makes the life for everyone else harder. Or maybe you've got someone in there that's stubborn, lazy, doesn't want to work and then you can't got, got no way to move on or you've got no way to nurture them. So if they start seeing turnover of staff, and they start, oh, fucking, well, actually, it could work. Again, I'm arguing with myself in the back of my head. Shut up, James. Fucking, <laughs> because I literally put a counter argue straight in there. Well, actually, he's watching the turnover of staff and he's sat there comfortably doing his job every day. Okay, okay. This is the hard bit of my fucking mental brain. It's <laughs> instantly I'm arguing and I've got friends. In fact, I'm looking at a picture of my best mate who's like, no, mate. Um, and he said this to me. He, uh, Kieran has said this to me. He's like, no, I'd just be quite happy on a nice good comfortable wage going in and just doing my job and i'm like so this is the difficulty of and and i suppose not just the difficulty but uh, the difficulty hold on oh a bit of nelly in the background um i was just thinking the, the tune caught me and reminded me chucked me straight back into about 1997 sat in my um maroon ford escort uh, GTI convertible um, and Kieran my mate who sat in his a little little spin-off little he was sat in his uh, blue um, Ford GTI convertible um, and they, that was us Nelly in the background cruising along Bournemouth so uh, yeah we were fucking living in the 90s I can tell you early uh, late 90s but yeah it's important it's important to understand I get the fact that um, you know we're all different we're all unique and that's the importance I, I, something I'm understanding in my brain is it's really hard for me to switch off. It really is hard. I can't, and I'm not, this isn't a violin thing. You know, this is me. I really do find it hard to switch off. It's, I wish that it was an exciting thing to do, but it's not. It's almost like Tourette's, for instance, and, and this is, I'm going to use this as a, an example. People think Tourette's is hilarious, don't they? You, know, you see something like, you're either shocked or you go, he's got Tourette's. And we just instantly um, accept in society that this 
this person's going to walk around and shout obscenities and, um, you know, and racist comments and everything and slurs, all this. We're just going to accept it because it's a disability, don't we? But it, it, it's the same as, but for that person who's actually enduring that and has the tics and has the Tourette's, it's not fun because they don't want to say that. They don't want to be that person. Yes, there's a couple of people I've seen on social media that have embraced it and turned it into a bit of a funny show. But that won't last very long. That gives you the media fame until you get to the point where, you know, you're trying to settle down, have a relationship, a job and et cetera, et cetera, or doesn't want to sit there ticking constantly, making their body jolt because they can't sleep, et cetera. There's always a negative side. And it's it's very much like, like my brain, it, the way it fucking keeps going and... It's, it's difficult. It really is. And I'm like, like I say, it's not a violin thing. It's just, it's hard to manage. I look at life completely differently as well to people. And I'm learning a lot about myself when I understand. In fact, my last podcast, I talk, I spoke about, um, I won't embellish on it too much because, um, you know, I will be talking about it in the podcast that I will re-upload. And the reason I removed that podcast, actually, not really a negativity, just because um, I'm in a bit of a, fra- I was, I've been in a bit of a fractious phase of ch- transferring from one job to the other, which is why I'm probably thinking quite hard about um, job environments and stuff like that. Because I'm in the process of um, exiting uh, one job and and moving into my to to a new job, uh, the one I I was successful for. However, it's come with some challenges, and I know that I've created those challenges just as much as the other person's created those challenges. And something I want to talk about really. Really, and that's why it's kind of driven. So, yeah, I'm in this sort of transition phase, and it's been a bit of a shit couple of weeks actually. Um, and I will caveat the reason I I removed the other podcast was because I felt it was some there was a little bit of content there that I I was driven emotionally, and I didn't think it was appropriate. Um, and it wasn't negative or any or derogatory in in any way, shape, or form. It's just the way that this transitional period's gone for me. And what I've learned about myself is so much more that is it's it's been invaluable because I'm still learning. I'm, I'm you know I'm 42 years old. I'm not exactly old and I'm not exactly young. You know I'm in that middle ground, but we're still learning. I'm I'm in that next stage of life, going from like your 30s to your 50s. It's quite a big transition, and I'm kind of moving forward. I'm trying to look at life a bit more positively. Yeah, there's some challenges that come with life. Fucking hell, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can have challenges through your life. But it's trying to manage the expectations and move forward confidently. And I'm in that little process phase. And basically what I did, as I said in a previous podcast, you know, I, I moved away. I, I kind of shut myself down. It's the way I deal with it. I, I, again, I can't help my mental state. It is what, it's the actions that I do. And the reason it's sort of kind of driven a little bit of conversation today was because I was actually chatting today. Um, so I had a bit of anxiety this morning, in, in, quite a bad one actually, and a little bit of an anxiety attack because I'm leaving my job and I was going in to see my, my, my not my immediate boss, but my next boss before that. And it was just like an exit interview, nothing really passionate, you know, wasn't anything. It was just an informal chat, really, say thank you sort of thing. Um, and I, it was a box ticking exercise I get for most organisations, you have to tick the box, etc., but it's it was it still gave me reservations because I've created and I and I and I even said this to him. I said it's and this is I think it's really important that you you own up when you make mistakes or um, not make mistakes because I don't think I've made mistakes. But my actions on the way my mental state is 
has driven me to enforce a negative environment. And that's not like me. That really isn't like me. And that's why, like I said to you, I, I, I saw it very much. And I think that some of the actions that have been completed by my friends um, did drive a lot of that in terms of um, some of my emotional state. But what I've learned is I, my reactions are so quick that I just go, right, fucking done. I'm literally done. I, I delete, m- remove, block, ban, fuck off, can't be asked of you. And then I go into this whirlwind of negativity where I go onto other social media and go, well, you're not fucking talking to me either, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it, honestly, it, it's insane to say it out loud. It's insanity. But that's, that's my brain. Hence the reason why my, lad po- my last podcast, the reason I want to share it um, when it's more appropriate is because um, I talk about an ADHD and an autism assessment now. So it's, they're giving my feedback form and they're assessing me for both. Um, and basically, my, I had a conversation with my doctor and he's like, it's highly likely, James. Um, so we're just going to keep moving through the actions. Now, you know, what, what am I learning about that? Well, like I said, it's not about the label of the side of things, but it's also it's more about how I can adapt me and the way I think into everyday life. And I think that for, for me is the bit learning about mental health. And that's the importance of learning from your mental health, because my reaction to me leaving the organization and moving on and changing and, 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 and et cetera, et cetera, wasn't a negative move. It was shrouded in a little bit of negativity, as I've spoke about previously, uh, which drove even more uh, sort of closure from me and just like, just fucking move aside. So it was, it was a balancing act, really. But I do, I hold accountability for my actions. And my actions and the way I dealt with it wasn't, wasn't how I, how I should have dealt with it uh, on, on reflection. And the reflection part now is when I said to her, uh, to, to my boss, I was like, you know, um, yeah, in reflection, mate, I probably not handled it great. I said myself, but I said, I'm, it's, it's new to me. I said, there's no easy way of saying it. I, I've been loyal. I've been that inverted commas loyal for years. So I haven't need to move on. I haven't had a need to quit my job and move on. I've never had that anxiety of moving jobs and moving everything else. It's becoming a little bit second nature, not not in a negative way. Again, not saying I'm going to do it continuously, but it is easier. I actually find it. And I've reflected quite heavily over the weekend um, on myself because I was like, there's got to be, what have I done wrong? How can I rectify it? How can I not do that again? And that's the importance of whenever you take a step and you move forward in your step is making sure that you reflect on the negatives because if and, and the positives, I told you, celebrate your wins and celebrate your negatives. I'm not celebrating negatives, but, you know, reflect on your negatives, celebrate your wins, reinforce it and underpinning things gives you a mental state. So I knew I'd done wrong. And I sat there today and I was like, yeah, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't been the best. And, and it sort of count, it, it sort of counter the, the conversation was bolstered a little bit. I saw so at the end of the day. Um, so sorry, at the end of today, I came back home and uh Literally, I'd handed all my stuff back in and, and, and we was just chatting and, and I was chatting to my missus and she said to me, I said to her, look, you know, I was a bit pissed off about this. And she went, yeah, but James, I'm not going to lie to you. You're you're very hard to manage. In fact, I would almost say you're unmanageable because you get so invested that you want to learn your job. So you become the the you know subject matter expert, so to speak, or you do your job with so much passion that you don't need to be supported, but when you do want to be supported, you make a real big fuss and uh, song and dance about it. And uh, and when someone doesn't support you or asks something of you, you rebel quite heavily. And she said, that's really hard. But the problem is nobody looks at you as a negative because the old Ros is above me. 
fucking hell, they've come to pin me down. Um, but you, you, you're really hard to manage in that sense. It is like you're very, very stubborn. <laughs> and, and nine times out of ten, you would have found out the information to make sure that you were right to be able to be stubborn. And you will make that hard work. So he said, you know, she said, you are an unmanageable person. You do a good job, so it's really hard to fucking discipline. It's like a, it's like yeah, and, and that's not being big-headed. That's just that's that's the you know word pervatum, if you like. Um, but it is. I I do I do get invested. I was a very good painter. I fucking literally knew my job inside out. Um, and if I didn't, you just talk confidently, and people just go, he knows his shit, walks off, and never checks it. No fucking human's gonna go. I'm gonna fucking check on Jimbo, and then I go back and go, whoo, fucking hell, black that, but I got it right. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but it's important to to learn, and I, and and I'm I'm trying to learn, and that's the, I suppose what I'm trying to wrap this up in is. It's been a complete learning curve for me just this last six weeks in terms of my development, in understanding myself. And even my boss turned around to me and say, said, James, the only people that are successful in life are the ones that understand themselves. When they understand themselves, they become a proper, true, all-round character because you know your strengths and you focus on your strengths and you know your weaknesses and you learn to mask them. It's exactly what I said to me and I was like, I'm fucking locking that in, mate, because it's true. We all I talk about the mask in, in, in life, don't I? How we put masks on. It's no different. You go into work and when you learn to you learn when you actually inwardly look at yourself and go, what am I good at? Okay, try and be good at that. And even if it's just in one job and you go, okay, I don't know, I'm really fucking good at stocking the shelves in the biscuit aisle. And I'm using that because my mate did that for years. And I'd be like, I'd fucking love that because all the labels would be nice. It'd be uniform. Um, all the colours would fucking match. I'd make it look pristine. You know, that'd be my strength. My weakness would be when someone comes and takes a packet and removes that. So my weakness would be, that's going to fucking upset me. So do something else. <laughs> you know, while you're waiting, do another shelf to go back. Again, you know, there's lots of shit I'm learning about myself. <laughs> but it is, it is important to learn. And wrapping that all up, if you reflect on yourself, you celebrate the wins, you reflect on the negatives, you become a better all-rounded person. Because anybody walking around knowing or thinking they are the bee's knees, and, and, and again, this is what we, said, we spoke about today. If anyone's walking around thinking they're the bee's knees, you know, the, the, the fucking business, the shit, you know, they're not. Okay, they're not. They're, they're actually the ones that are the dicks. <laughs> That's what he said. He said they're the ones that are walking around thinking that they're the bee's knees and everyone likes them. And in actual fact, they're the dicks. They're the ones that are fucking arrogant. They're the ones that need to learn. Um, so it's important. And, and that's like a little analogy there between, you know, just how we look at people. And to be successful, you do need to understand yourself. You do need to understand what your strengths are. You do need to understand what your weaknesses are. If your strengths are something... And you like doing that because you've honed in on that strength, then focus on that strength and become successful at that strength. Because all of us, I think too many of us, and especially from a, men, a man's perspective, and again, this is not taking this away from women and making us superior to fucking men and women. I don't mean that. But what I mean is men often do a lot of different things don't we mechanical stuff diy stuff you know plumbers electrician you know we're seen as the all-rounders it's like like i said for me i, I learned mechanics 20 odd fucking years ago and a couple of months a couple of weeks ago you know my missus was like can, can you change my suspension it's gonna cost me like a grand but like, yeah no worries mate um 
you know, I haven't got any fucking tools or anything. I haven't got a ramp or anything like that. But, you know, but you're still expected. So what I'm saying is, you know, to hone in on something, if I'd have stayed being a mechanic for 20 odd years, I'd be shit on. I'd have all the tools in the world. And that's what I should have said. But that's what we need to do. There's so many of us trying to spread that knowledge and experience and, and not try to hone in and make yourself a specialty. And that specialty then becomes easier and you can just bolster onto that specialty and make things better for yourself. That is growth. That is growth. So what did I say? So what did I say? Well, I've got I've got fucking loads to talk about, actually. Um, not only just what I've been blurting on about. I'm going to drink my water because I'm fasting. There's another thing. I'm fasting. I started fasting a couple of days ago. I did it a long time ago, about, about seven, eight months ago. And I really enjoyed it. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just completely couldn't be. I just stopped. Oh, no, that was it. The app. I paid for three months and the app was running out. And I just went, ah, fuck it. Even though it's eight to 16, mate, it's not exactly hard. Um, but the app didn't tell me to do it. And that's literally, that's brainwashed. That's brainwashed fucking society. Because the app ran out and didn't remind me daily that, you know, you should be fast now, James. And it didn't, and I wasn't getting the rewards. You know, at the end, they used to give me a shiny diamond. So if I missed a day, I could put a shiny diamond down and go, don't worry. Because you put a shiny diamond down, you're still good. And so I was collecting diamonds. That's how fucking, that's, I was loving that shit. I was like, this is a win-win. I'm getting little fucking gifts. I'm getting diamonds. I'm spending diamonds to eat fucking unhealthy. <laughs> so anyway, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. I need to do something with my fucking life. It's falling apart. It's falling apart, this fucker. No, I just wanted to get a little bit slim. And I do. You do feel a lot. Um, you don't blow out as much. Um, you know, stopped eating after seven, which is really good for me, and don't start eating until eleven, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? So it's all working, and, and like I say, plenty of water. I'm gonna take a little sip, actually, two seconds, and that hopefully there'll be no repercussions from water because it's just water. I'm sure I'll find something. So what have I been doing? Well, like I said, I've done a podcast, and then last week um, I've got a couple of really good points actually to make today. One. Um, I met with a, a good a listener and a good friend of mine. I've spoke to him before, um, Mark, and I've done a special um, like bit of artwork for um, Big Moose. Um, Big Moose is a mental health charity. Um, that is, this is a little secret thing I've been working on on uh, James Little John Designs. If you want to go on Facebook, I put some of my artwork on there. And um, yeah, basically what I do is that's why I, I use my spare time to create artwork. And I did something for. He asked me, so could you make something for a mental health charity? Basically. Um, what they do is they help they help um, people get into the you know therapy and talk and because it's a, such a big waiting list with the um, the NHS that they they the nice little conduit to help you and they do so much more they, so check them out Big Moose um, it's like an orange logo it's, it's fantastic so that's what I you, I haven't been able to show the artwork yet because it's secret until it gets handed to them um, and like I say it's just something to get them going it's a little thank you for them being part of mental health them looking after other people um, and helping get mental health more noticed so I, I created something um, and hopefully it might come towards uh, you know more stuff that I can do because it's it I enjoy doing it it's just I need a purpose to do it otherwise it's just me fucking throwing things down onto a a glass bit of frame so that was a long-winded way of telling you 
um, that I met up with him on Thursday. Um, not anything random. We knew each other from from years back when um, I used to be a painter and I, we used to paint the radars for them. And then basically that's how our friendship sort of got kind of grew. We parted because I left, etc., etc. We parted, had a little mid chat in between just because there was some work coming up. And that was it really. It sort of kind of died its death a little bit. Uh, and then also, you know, the, the mental health thing come up and we had a lot in common because, um, you know, he's had his own mental health challenges. So we just sort of kind of spoke. And anyway, we met up on Thursday, which was absolutely... I, I, I did have a, a, an element of... Uh, not I wouldn't say anxiety. Well, maybe it's a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of apprehension. I didn't really know, really, because I actually told... I actually said to my missus, I'm going out Wednesday to, for, for my pool and snooker night. Um, I'm also going out on Thursday um, to go out for a meal with my mate that I'm going to get the artwork for to. And she literally looked at me as if to say... I mean, you know, she sort of looked a bit to say... Are you okay? And she literally went, you're going out on Thursday as well for a meal. And I was like, yeah. And I said to Toby Carvery. And she was like, to Toby Carvery? She said, this is not like you, mate. I was like, what? She was like, you would not do this. Number one, you hate Toby Carvery. And yeah, I do hate Toby Carvery. I don't hate it. I hate the thought of a Sunday roast because I, I, I had it every fucking Sunday from my childhood. And it gets to the point where we used to sit down. And it was, it was quite rigid. You know, I get it. It was, it was them days. But... I hate it now. I hate it. I'm like, I don't want a fucking Sunday roast. In fact, it's the only time I get vegetables. <laughs> so I should fucking do it more. But anyway, so we met up and she was like, and you're meeting up with your mate, what, second day afterwards? You, you're not a social person, James. You do, you do a day of social. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to go out. And anyway, got a bit of apprehension. Get it? Got it? Moved on. Met up. Had a really good fucking time. Shout out to Mark. Um, treated me to a Toby Carvery. And we just had literally three hours flew by. We had three hours of chatting, shit, talking and, you know, getting to know each other, uh, family backgrounds, a bit more. You know, we've been chatting for a long time anyway, but we were just it's nice just face to face, isn't it? It's that face to face human interaction that we're so because of phones and teams and everything else we don't get. So which is why I had a little bit of apprehension. I was like, I don't really want to do this. I was like, but I did. But I was like, oh, fucking hell, am I going to not think of something to say? What, when, since when have I not had something to say? so but we had loads obviously we did and this was like this is just a mental state just mental fucking craziness but it was absolutely fantastic had a really really good time caught up and then it, we were chatting about more stuff in the future um some more artwork opportunities and stuff like that. it was just a really good positive experience it was it was fantastic and it's you know people are saying oh i'll do this every day yeah we do i don't so that's the win-win for me um, and, and it was just nice to sort of kind of be able to pass the artwork over and just see it sort of making its journey to being presented. And it was just it's a very fulfilling experience because I like to do my artwork, for instance, for my mental health. Again, it's my hobby. I'd like to do it, but I like to see that someone's going to get enjoyment from it, which is why I like people to ask me to make things, because it's easier for me to make something spectacular for you. Uh, and do it that way than it is for me to make something and then try and get rid of it, sell it. Not get rid of it, because that sounds fucking harsh, doesn't it? I, I, you know, to sort of give it to someone else who wants it as passionately as I put into it. That's the easiest way, but don't want to sugarcoat that shit. But so much to talk about. And then the other end of the spectrum, and we were actually having a little bit of a conversation before I move on to the other section, actually. We had some really good conversations about mental health. Something that I want to pick your brains about, actually, because it's really interesting. He, he's in a very, he's in a, you can tell he's in a bit more of a positive spot in himself, and that's fantastic. And he, you know, he said the same about me. So like, you come across, you know, you've got a bit, I said, yeah, you know, we, we have every day's 
we have hard days. We get chuck challenges we don't expect. Um, it, I can't do nothing about it. I can just try my best. That's all I can do. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, literally start getting stressed about it because it does nothing. It just kills my life and makes everybody around me fucking hate me. So it's like I'm already teetering on that edge. I'm already like Marmite as it is, mate. I don't want to go over the fucking thing just that little bit because it just makes it really impossible for me to be the person that I like to be. So, yeah, we were just kind of, it was just, we were just chatting about how when you're in a positive place and you tell, and, and this is an interesting question. And I want to put this out. I want to see if there's a, a podcast I can talk about about this. But when you say to somebody, and I've said, in fact, actually, I just reflected there. I've said this before in a podcast, a little bit of something. I was like, I've got friends that I've had been friends with for a long time. And, um, you know, you could see that our relationships were fractured because they weren't willing to sort their mental health out and we can offer advice. And we had this conversation and we were saying to each other, like, you know, what do you do in that situation when you've told this person he's got a friend at the moment who's struggling with mental health um, and is quite vocal, I suppose, with the way we articulated it. Um, he articulated, sorry, he's quite vocal about, you know, not wanting to be here and, you know, the negative side of mental health, shall we say, as, as far as I go with that. But he's quite vocal with it. But it's almost like, you know, it's almost like bordering, you know, that attention side. And that's something we I, I, I've got to be cautious what I say here because I don't want to make it sound negative. But I'm just trying to put the context in it. So listen, so bear with me. But what I mean is once you offer that person advice and you say, like, you know, have you done this, this and this? OK, you you have and it's still struggling. OK, what, what, what are you struggling with? And you talk to them and you understand what their struggles are. Some of their struggles can't be changed. But you're like, well... You can't change your struggle, but what you can do is, you know, you learn to live with it, adapt it, or make things easier in other areas to make that easier. Whatever you need to do to make that as easy as your as you possibly can for your life. And yeah, I get there's PTSD, things that aren't going to, uh, you know, heal overnight or anything like that. But what do you do when you get to the point where that person is saying to you that they're feeling negative? And that, you know, when you sort of offer your advice and support and say you know uh, well you don't need to do that mate you've got you know people that love you you've got people around you um and everything else and and you offer them that support and then they turn around and say no i won't, I won't fucking do it. i wouldn't do it don't be silly you know i'm not saying that and then they say it again and it's it's a following cycle you know what how far do you go with that that's an interesting situation some i want to chuck back at you because i've been there i've experienced that and i said i, I i've got to the point where i've not fallen out of friendships, but I've had to step right back from friendships because I've gone like, I can't help you because you're not willing to help yourself. And it got to the point where I had to physically say that. I was like, when you help yourself, mate, I will be here 110%. And I had to I had to almost be a bit rude and a bit abrupt, really, because I, I was like, I, it's like I'm shaking you, mate, and you're not listening to me. I can't modicolor you anymore. I've, I've done what I can for it. And that's the way I've dealt with it. But I'd be interested to know what, how other people, you know, how would you deal with that as a friendship? Maybe you're the person that's being that person. You know, you're you're going over the cycle, maybe not as in depth, but maybe you're ups and downs. And you're like, no, I wouldn't do that. Fucking hell, you know, uh, you know, are you doing things? Maybe you, you, you maybe that self-reflection, you identify that in yourself. These are all important things as we juggle our way through mental health. And like I said, you know, I've got a friend that did that. And I was like, have you done X, Y and Z? You know, have you I had a friend, you know, who texted me I said excuse me and I was like have you done x y and z no well if you've not done any of those that's that's a thought I mean if you've not gone out for a walk 
and you've not you know eaten healthy drank plenty of water got yourself some exercise or whatever in any sort of capacity have you socialized have you got an early night have you started a hobby have you not done these things and i'm not saying they're quick fixes but they certainly make the fucking journey a little bit easier for your mental health i mean i'm not going to say to you oh is if if i go for a walk is that going to put a fucking hundred pound in my bank no it's not going to put a hundred pound in your bank but what that is going to do is it's going to make you and this is where we we have to dive in a little bit deeper it's not about what it does on its face value it's what it does to support you to be able to go and get that £100. So if you, and that's the easiest way to explain this, if you walk out the front door, yeah, and you go for a half an hour walk, and in that half an hour walk, you're reflecting heavily because you've got nothing else to think about. It is you and your thoughts. So you can either sit there and let your thoughts overtake you, or you can sit there and ask your thoughts what their problem is and say, like, what, like, take your thoughts and put them into pieces and then try and work on those thoughts. If that thought says to you, you're fucking feeling really insecure about yourself, like I do at the moment, I feel horrendously insecure. Um, I've been described um, with very female-like um, thoughts in how I, uh, my insecurities, because I do. I, I, I'm, in, I'm very, very, very self-conscious. I know I've put weight on because I've been overeating, etc., etc. So I know that I, we, you know, even as a man, we struggle with that. But have you done those things? And then when you when you ask that person, have you done it? And, and if you've got an insecurity and you're on that reflection, if you're walking down that street and all of a sudden you go, right, I'm reflecting, I've got out, okay then, yeah, brilliant, nice, trumbling down the fucking thing. What you don't realise is you're breathing in. If you go to somewhere nice, don't go too rural, fucking hell, unless you can only go rural and then deal with whatever you can take the sights and the scenes in but if you've got a rural opportunity obviously take in the sense and everything else you know you but it's not just about visual stimulation when you go out for a walk you're being stimulated by colors colors that you won't see when you're staring at the fucking screen and the wall you you know you're, you're not going to see that change of color whereas when you go outside you've got depth changes you've got color changes you've got scent changes you've got humidity changes you've got wind changes you've got all of these things that are making your body function making your body work. That's why when you come home from a walk, you're tired because you've made a lot of things work. You've smiled as you walk past somebody. You've frowned at somebody because you say, what the fuck are they doing? Whatever. But you've made the movement. You've moved your arms. You've moved your legs. You've moved your buttocks. You've got your core engaged. You've done all of this and you don't realize that all of that is the bit that's helping you. And what you can do is when you're on that walk and you're reflecting, oh, I feel a bit overweight. Well, number one, mate, you're out for a walk. Brilliant. Okay, that's exercise. Start turning that into a positive. You're not happy in your... I've said this so many times. If you're not happy in your employment, move on. If you're not happy in what you're doing, work out a way to make you make sure you can be happy. Your life... The life is... There's opportunities absolutely fucking everywhere. It's how you take them. It's how you move forward. If you want to sit there and dwell and, and, and wallow in your own self-pity, then, then that's, that's up to you. But I'm saying, I'm saying to you now that everything is underpinned with positivity if you do the right things. If you've got the right foundation for healthy eating, number one, you're getting all that brain food. You're getting that energy. Your body, you're feeding your muscles. You're feeding your blood. You're feeding everything. And it's giving you get up and go to go and do the next stage, to do the next phase. It's, it's so important. It's so invaluable for your mental health to be looking after all these little bits. Like I said, you're going out for a walk 20 minutes. It could be. 
That's all it needs to be. And if you can't spend 20 minutes a day going for a, a, a stroll or a walk, then you need to reevaluate yourself. Because unless, okay, we're not going to go into the depths of if you can't walk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm talking about able-bodied people. But even so, you know, we can still get out amongst nature. It's just getting outside, okay? I'm, again, I'm arguing myself here. But it's important to engage yourself. And what you don't realise is when you do that. In fact, I, I know, uh, uh, again, a friend of mine, Nelster, you know, he's on this fucking great journey. He's just surpassed the um, point where he stopped last time. So he's he's going. He, I can see him. He's, he's hitting the finish line. But what I've seen in him is, is, is a massive, massive boost in his PMA, his positive mental attitude. I've seen a huge increase in him. And he's sticking it out as well. He's going to the journey's end. And what did I say about 70, even 75 and hard, you know, the, the, day, the day timeline. You know, we're, we're talking almost that learned habit. So you can see this is becoming his routine. He's gone nine weekends without alcohol and enjoying every single step of it. He's found something he enjoys. Which is, he, what he doesn't realise is in that short space, he probably does realise... I'd like to hope he does realise anyway. But in that short space of time, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of an evaluation from him. In that short space of time, he's bought new wedding rings with his wife to rekindle at his 20-year anniversary point. Big special moment. He's feeling confident about himself. He's socialising more. He's taken on a second job where he's helping. He's, he's honed in on his skill, which is you know, looking after children, he's an absolute fucking diamond of a PT teacher, he, he, he just, he's got the personality, um, and I do, I, everything he does is commendable, because I couldn't, I just physically couldn't do what he does, what he does, I, I couldn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you know about health and safety, and everyone's like, oh god, fucking hell mate, you've, you've got to this, and so health and safety, yeah, don't mean, don't mean shit mate, I look at his job, and I go, I can never do that, and he looks after like autistic children and everything else and, and, and special needs. And he's just absolutely fantastic with them. What he's done there is he's honed in on his skill, which is a lively, bubbly, fucking absolutely diamond guy. And he turns their lives into a positive life. So where we look at autism and um, ADHD um, and other mental health conditions, um, what we do is you know we almost encase them but they they feel sadness every single fucking day they're still human beings and like i said it, it just means you look at life slightly differently but he looks after he brings their shell out he brings them into the the real world if you like he brings them out of their shell to make them part of you the the, the world the society and that's what he does and he's honing his skills in and you i've watched his journey and it's a really really good journey i know my journey's coming to its fruition soon uh, soon with summer round the corner i've worked hard and in my you know doing my uh, extra bits to support my family and that's coming to fruition i'm listening to my brother he's got a real positive story for me today uh, and we had a really positive conversation about his future and and he's making the you know leaps and changes that he needs to give himself he's working on himself as well He's using his skills and going, right, it's time to go. Everybody in my life around me right now is in a process of some sort of positive change. That is what I'm surrounded by. Everybody that I've spoke to, everyone that I am. Even, and I'll give you this, so I, I, a, little, a little spin actually on its head. So I've had a lot of positivity and we talk about very much, uh, you know, being open, being honest uh, and nurturing that mental health. 
Um, and, and hopefully um, I'll share this because I know he does listen every now and then. Um, but I've got a good friend of mine. I mentioned him before. I sold my motorbike to him. Um, he's an, Luke is an absolutely fantastic guy. I haven't, I haven't heard of him for about sort of about two and a half months. Um, anyway, I got a message today, and he just outlined. He's like, dude, I fell on my ass. You know, I haven't been fucking right mentally and all this sort of stuff. Um, his mortgage payment. Um, one of the big. I think the saddest point between the two of us, but I did turn it into a positive when I spoke to him. I sent him a video message but I'm back. He said he had to sell sell the beauty. He had to sell the Valentino Rossi R6, the limited edition, number 100 of 107 or whatever it was made. It was like, the, it was it was the ultimate bike. And I said to him, because his mortgage went up, and we're, I say, this is the cost of living. He's had to sell his pride and joy that he got to pull his, you know, to be able to get out with his dad, etc., etc. He had to sell it. Because he needs to make that money. And I turned around to him and said, look, mate. He apologised as well. He said, sorry, I haven't spoke to you. I sent, I sent him a straight me- message back saying, first things first, mate. Never apologise for not talking to me. You know, we've. I understand you've got your other little bits and bobs, but I've received a message. You're okay. That's the main thing. With regards to selling the bike, mate, the positivity of that bike is I got memories from it. And I've owned 100 of 107 fucking Valentino Rossi replica, um, which is a big thing for a Rossi fan, a diehard Rossi fan like myself. It brought us into friendship, you know, two ex-military, you know, we've got that military ethos, code of conduct banter going, which is fantastic. He's got memories out of it that he's going to cherish with his dad. And now someone else is going to create memories. I said, where's the negativity, mate? There's no negativity yeah I, I it's an attachment mate but it's the positivity that comes with that attachment that one item that we look at frivolously as a, as a toy as a bit of machinery is actually creating its own memories it's it's making individuals happy along the way and it's created a friendship so i said like you know that's the beauty of of if you're going to own material things own the right material things you know, in whatever capacity that may be. Maybe that material thing is a game that brings you together and you, in your garden party. Maybe that material thing is a nice barbecue that pulls you together socially. Maybe that thing is a motorbike that gets you going to social meets with men and fucking revving engines all day long. I don't, I don't know why I said men like that. I was like, men. <laughs> it's the right fruity bastard. Gets you on a motorbike with men. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that at all. It came out like that, but whatever. A uh, bit of fruitiness there, but it's but it is important. It's it's because it, it, it opens up windows. You know, you may be into cars. I've been into cars before, years and years ago, uh, not sexually, um, but um, you know, they used to be. We used to go to car meets, and you'd meet other like-minded people. That's the important. I suppose I'm chucking that straight in. That's why we have hobbies, because if you go fishing, you go fishing with like-minded people. You know, we're all talking about fish here, mate. <laughs> you know, you're not going fishing and then going, oh fucking, hell, I wish I was on fucking motorbike. You're not doing that, are you? You're going fishing because you like fishing. So you're going to talk to like-minded people. They're going to give you tips and tricks and how to make your life a bit easier. Maybe someone's along their journey a little bit further than you and they give you tips and tricks. Maybe someone's just starting their journey and you get to support them in the start of their journey. That is the importance of hobbies. That works for everybody. It really, really does. It works for everybody. If you've got a hobby, and this is where I can tie this into honing in on your skill, learn that hobby, enjoy that hobby sell that hobby exploit that hobby whatever you need to do like artwork you it's a hobby but it can be exploited to be something that makes money if you want it to i've done it before you've got to be cautious i will say from my experience um i got into photography 
And I absolutely fucking loved photography. As soon as I got it, it just ticked every box. I was managing lighting. I was um, shadows, uh, you know, hard lines, soft lines, night shots, tra- you know, tracer shots, everything. I was doing all sorts. I learned loads about it. And then I turned it into a business. I went into um, wedding photography. Actually, I started doing any photography and just taking, you know, a bit of money. Um, didn't make a lot, but I was, I was, I took it up fairly quickly um because i enjoyed it as a hobby so i got invested really quickly i went from having no camera to having a um a full frame nikon um what was it i can't remember 710 i think it was is it 700 series it was a it was a full frame one i bought it from a friend that i'd met online we were chatting about photography he was in america and sold it to me for like quarter the price and let me pay it off over like three months absolutely amazing this is this is like how opening doing hobbies and stuff opens up windows however the negative just be cautious about how far you take that because if you do turn it into a business which i did i started off doing photography just fairly cheap um it caught the wheels grease quite quickly and i started getting into wedding photography which is really which is what most photographers go into um because it is quick money and good money um i got into it but the expectations are really high because and it's a lot of pressure, and then you get a lot of demanding brides that just literally, and I'm not, I am going to say this hand on heart, nearly every bride I dealt with was, well, not actually everyone, I'd probably say about 40% of the brides I dealt with were fucking nightmares. They were like, oh, yeah, um, the package was for like 50 fully edited photos, but, you know, I want 70, and you've shown me 80, so why do I only have to have 50? I'm like, well, I take and edit 80 in the hope that you get 50 in your package that other 30 is what you want and that's how i make my money a little bit of extra money is because i put extra work in to make sure that you get the base run that's why you sign a contract i had arguments with people and then you'd normally get the husband going in look mate um this is creating some serious animosity in the house i'm not getting sex until i sort this out um can we do a fucking deal and i'm like yeah mate um pay <laughs> do you know what i mean and then you get, but it just becomes it becomes very negative then and then you end up sitting there behind a computer fucking editing i love it but when you turn it into a business it takes that love away um it took that love away from me so just be cautious if you want to turn a hobby into something just be cautious about how far you take it because keep it as in, if it's enjoyable keep it there trust me keep it there don't try and turn it into a competition i've done that with wakeboarding i literally was loving wakeboarding got quite good at it and then they were like do you want to go into a competition and i was like no and then i went into a competition completely ripped my fucking hand open because i was trying too fucking hard and it literally ruined wakeboarding for me i was like i don't want to ever do that again i don't want to compete i just wanted to come here to get into the water cold water therapy on a wakeboard having fun doing shit that i shouldn't be doing backflips off of a fucking ramp so it's important what you do how far you take that is up to you but i would suggest if you really like it keep it there keep it in the enjoyable phase anyway i'm gonna wrap this up there um like i said it i've had positives really good positives really i've had some ups and downs myself like i said i've had and, and even you know just I think the, the the importance about, you know, the, the context with Luke is, number one, he was fine. Um, he's just had a rough couple of months, and that's because of his other parameters. Um, but, oh, in fact, before I go, 
he I forgot because I was I was honing in on the two bits I can talk about. The most important bit, in fact, I'm going to pull his message up and just read this bit because it's not it's not personal, um, but it's what he's done, and this is the bit we're learning from. Bear with me a secondo. Right here we go. Um. Oh, well, there we go. So I'm going to start here. I'm just trying to I'm going to try to get past the personal bits between me and him. I'm making sure he's okay. He said. Um, just this weekend, I found a bit of something in me to join a men's mental health support group. Fucking brilliant job, mate. And I mean fucking brilliant job. He has taken the... the, the um, he's turned it on his head and he's gone, I'm fucking going to go and... I'm going to go and join a men's mental health support, support group. Exactly what I'm doing here. Supporting us to make things happen. They do cold water dipping. Absolutely amazing. On Saturdays and walks on Sundays. I went on my first walk... Um, with them yesterday and it made me feel great again it's really helped now what's he done there what's he done there he's joined a group like-minded people doing amazing things like if i could afford a cold water it's something that i want i would they were like fucking four grand though but i want a fully embedded um cold water dip tank with a filter that i can just have at the side i've tried to fit a cold water shower in my garden it doesn't cut it I'm fucking fooling myself. And I've fucking cemented a, a, something in the garden for it. I'm just like, that's how batshit crazy I am. I just build shit and I'm like, I don't need that. I want just a fucking cold water tub. Anyway, I can't. Something I'll have to save up for one day. But they do cold water dipping, which is absolutely like, it is second to none for your mental health. I know there was a big boom in it in 2023 um, at the start and everyone was like cold water therapy and, there was, and it pissed a lot of people off. But let, hey, let's take it, let's dial it back away from the social media bullshit of people influencers going i fucking love this so they can sell these pods to people like me for extortionate rates um and that's why i won't do it um get back down to the basics of it cold water dipping is incredible is incredible proper cold water therapy is amazing and he's doing walks outside nurturing um oh fucking hell just threw me phone on the floor um nurturing himself Getting out with his friends, like-minded people, men talking. It's a men, men's mental health support group. So what is that going to entail? Us talking about our problems, issues, moving forward, offering advice, offering suggestions, even if it's just a, an ear to listen to. And he's out amongst walk. He's getting exercise. He's getting nature. He showed me some photos of, uh, of the landscape, and it's incredible. So what's he doing? He's taken charge of his mental health. The same as everybody that I'm talking about on my journey, my own personal journey, they're around me making the differences. He's had a two and a half month slump. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. The thing that matters is, number one, he's still reaching out. He's still talking. Number two, he's making the differences to, to positively affect his mental health. Everybody around me is doing that. Everyone is doing, they're nurturing those things. And that's the importance of having people around you that are helping themselves. Because then you're the person then that just celebrates their wins with them. You're the one, you're the one that's having the fun with them now. You're like, fucking great job. And that's what I said to him. I sent him a video message about five minutes long because I like to talk. Um, I sent him a five minute video message just saying like, don't reply in a video message, mate, because I know that I'm, I'm a little bit more... Um, you know, out there than most people. But what I just want to say is, mate, don't worry. You know, you're still here. You're still, you've recognized there was a slump. You've worked your way through it. You've done what you needed to do and you're talking. That's the main thing. Let's fucking go. Let's go and then celebrate. And he showed me the photo. Like, fucking brilliant, mate. Well done. Well done on you. And that's why you see them. 
And when you get those little those little positive wins, you give them a little boost. Little, it's what boosts us. We men don't get thanked enough. We don't. We 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 are the least loved people, men in general. And I don't care what anyone fucking says. You always love um, your wife, partner, your children, and your dog before the husbands. You do. Yeah, and you know that's my experience anyway. I may be wrong. Maybe wrong. You know, shoot me if I'm wrong, but I, I certainly, that's my experience is, is we don't get told. You don't often hear of men getting told, oh, you look really handsome today or squeezing their butt. You know, it's always us. It's always men that are, you know, because we're, we're wired like that, mate. <laughs> you know, if your missus bend over, I guarantee you're fucking slipping a digit down. <laughs> you know, hey, have a bit of that fruit pie. <laughs> oh my God, this has gone fucking, I've lowered the tone. I've lowered the tone. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just me again. Again, this is my brain. It does. I don't know what it does. Thank you very much for listening to me. Um, I've got another podcast ready to go. Um, again, um, like I say, I've got a couple of days, a couple of days to relax before I start my new job. So I'm just utilising them effectively. I've, I'm doing a bit of DIY tomorrow. Um, you know, going to see my parents on Wednesday uh, just to say hello. Again, trying to get that social aspect going. Uh, Thursday's my leaving do. So Friday I'll be hungover because <laughs> you know I'm looking forward to leaving do and, and seeing everybody and being and seeing those people that. I'm ultimately I've built friendships with for the last couple of years and getting to have a, a cheeky tipple and a good chat chinwag before we move on um, because that is life you know not everybody comes with you on your journey there is people and I talk about this there is people that get left behind and, and, and it's not left behind for a negative reason you may be moving jobs you may be moving relationships you may be moving friendships maybe moving an area whatever it may be you're bound to leave people behind. Some people need to be left behind. You're like, fucking dude, you're... And I've said this before, and, and we and we bite back into that. You know, you might have somebody there that is not willing to help themselves. Don't, don't drag your mental health down with that person if you've done all you can. But you need to be open and honest, though. You need to say. I think it's... Sometimes it's a harsh old hearing, but if you've been... if you For me, personally, the way I would see that is the way I dealt with it. And and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy... Um, to have a discussion about that some feedback that'd be really amazing because i don't know I, again I, I see i see life differently to a lot of people as it's as i'm discovering um so it's important to learn it's important to nurture that and, and i'd like to take a bit of feedback because you just don't know i may have dealt with that completely wrong um but i think for me personally if i was the person on the other end who kept going up and down and i've been there i've been up and down like a roller coaster and and you know i think it got to the point where i went you need to fucking help yourself. And I did that two years ago. I went and I say, I jumped on the bandwagon. I just fucking went straight on podcast. Let's talk this shit out. You know, I went from one extreme to the other, but then I have had therapy. I had 38 therapy sessions, etc. as you well know. So I've done things along the way that have massively helped for the last seven years. It's not, but it's a journey, but I've helped myself. And then you, as you slowly unpick these problems, and like I said, if it's it's a if it's a case of you know you need to lose a bit of weight, and and, I, and again I'm saying this because I do, then find that way to positively lose a bit of weight, and it comes with confidence. Then it comes with that extra energy. You're eating healthy because you now you've got even more energy, and now you're starting to see life a little a little bit differently. And everything's not black and white and grey. Then you start seeing those colours come back into your life. You start seeing the the tulips. You start seeing whatever if you're in fucking <laughs> you're in you're in Deutschland. Wow, what accent was that, James? Anyway, stop. I need to stop talking now because I'm I'm literally oversharing, um, and that's another thing I've got to stop doing, oversharing, and I'm and I'm oversharing. So um, have an amazing uh, rest of the week. Promise me, spread the positivity, 
and keep everything positive. I really hope you do. And, um, and yeah, I, I look forward to talking to you all, all again soon. Take care, everyone. Love you, boy.